0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby joins us, thanks to Garrard's. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What about the lights at Albion Park? Any news there at this stage? I think
1: it's going to be next week, Steve. I think the plan at this stage is next week, definitely next Saturday. So Saturday week. So we've got a Friday meeting coming up again this week. Uh, So Saturday night racing, again, will be staged at Recliffe. They've got eight races there on the weekend. And then next week, of course, taking into consideration there's Good Friday next week, I'm certain that we will be back racing under lights on Saturday week, and that will be a Metro program. So uh, do we see it earlier in the week? Probably not, but not ruling it out completely. But Saturday week, oh, I'm certainly will be lights and we'll be racing under the
0: lights. It'll be interesting to do all this uh, examination of turnover figures, Chris. The, the, Chris, the days yeah. these days compared with the nights.
1: Well, it's very different today, and uh, we've got Marburg racing today, Steve. And we'll preview that meeting with Darren Clayton a little bit later. But uh, it has been a little bit different, but. Uh, they're the cards that we've been dealt, but uh, I, I take into consideration what you've said. It will be very interesting to do a bit of a study on the, uh, the turnover figures over the past month.
0: Mm, I reckon the day would be considerably higher. Uh, Brittany Graham is with us. Brittany, good morning.
2: Good morning, guys. How are we?
1: Really well. That, that's good news. Saturday week, it looks almost a lock that we will be back racing, metro style at Albion Park, under the lights.
2: Yeah, excellent news. I think it's something that everybody's been looking forward to for quite some time. We sort of uh, know that Saturday night, prime time harness racing, high quality racing. And I think it's important that we showcase our our best on on that time slot, I guess. So uh, good news and hopefully we can return to a little bit of normality and everyone can sort of get back to, to what we know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do have feature racing this Friday afternoon. It's our Metro meeting again. And we've got these two trotting features, which were meant to be run just on a month ago. They finally take place this Friday afternoon, the Jim McNeil Memorial Trotting Championship Final and the Owl Over and Over Trotters Marathon. And just looking at those fields with the barrier draws uh, stage last night, they're both going to be really, really um, interesting races because there's a fair bit of depth in both events.
2: Yeah, no doubt the trotters understanding start conditions and the Jim McNear they step up to the twenty six hundred, which I think is a little bit of an unknown for many of them, particularly with the heats run at twenty one, and then that marathon will we very rarely race over that longer distance as well. So it's a little bit hard to get a line on those horses. So no doubt luck in running is going to to play a key part in as well. It's a little bit hard to get a, a guide on many of these horses because we probably haven't seen several of them uh, particularly when it comes to that Jim McNeil series consistently over the last month or so because it has been a little bit up in the air so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out uh, and that marathon's really deep in terms of quality and uh, a big field as well so just on the distance so those 20 meter back marks are going to have to be sharp to I guess make up Uh, that handicap for a start and then the traffic starts to move there so good to see the trotting gate growing in queensland and i think that's on full display there on friday
1: no doubt and the key runner for that marathon on on friday is going to be what's up majestic the last up feature race winner at menangle last week we spoke with owner breeder brad Watts yesterday and he lines up so he certainly brings a whole new dimension to that field on friday
2: yeah, no doubt yeah. he was excellent last week, and uh, he's obviously a high quality horse. He was a Group 1 you winner know, too, and he's, con- he's continued on. And I actually spoke to Ricky that about his 10 star credentials because I think he's only had two 10 start attempts, and I guess I wanted to quiz him on whether that was by design or whether it was just a case of uh, him not having races that suited understanding the start conditions and he's confident that he'll get quickly so he turns up here tomorrow and no doubt he'll be a very very competitive
1: yeah uh, two key queensland horses that i wanted to touch on with you this morning Brittany leap to fame and cat king cole firstly with the leap to fame there's reports around that he's going to bypass the upcoming apg focus on the winter carnival and then those features at the back end of the year races like the Breeders Challenge, Breeders Crown, Victoria Derby. Uh, and Cat King Cole trialed yesterday, new driver with Angus Garrard driving. Uh, they're pushing towards that APG series. So what were your thoughts on, on both of those horses?
2: I guess around really, when I last spoke to, to Tristra and Brand, it was probably um, likely that he was going to stay in Queensland head towards the APG race, whereas Tim the Troop was going to go to New South Wales to contest the APG race to try and split them up. But I guess for the team, they have to give him a break at some point in time. After he had a few of those late season features, Elite to Fame, there was consideration given to missing New South Wales altogether to get him ready for later on. So they had to give him a break at some point in time. This probably looks at the right time if they wanted to target the Winter Carnival and then on to later season features. So uh, I guess the initial plan was to head to that APG race, but if you're going to miss a race in terms of prize money, that's probably the one to bypass. So not surprising there. And when it comes to Cat King Cole, she's had that really good break over... Uh, the latter part of last year through summer, and and she returned. So she had a real stranglehold on the Phillies division of last year, and probably uh, aside from that last start effort when she was no doubt, I think, ready for the paddock, she went with the boys as well. So looking forward to seeing how she's returned. Just looking at a few of those trials, she still looks as though she hasn't, uh, I guess, lost any of that, spark and spunk that she has. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes when she's asked to step up in trip a little bit later on in this season. But at this point in time, uh, we've seen nothing out of those workouts and trials to suggest that she's taken a backward step.
1: Yeah, I love the way she attacked the line yesterday. It was a really pleasing sign. So we look forward to her imminent return, Kat King Cole. Speaking of yesterday, massive set of trials down at Melton. 15 in total, and it was... It was a who's who as far as trialing was concerned. As far as the paces, we had the likes of ladies in Red Act now, tough Tilly. Emma Stewart rolled out a number of her really exciting three year olds. So there was a lot to look at there. But also on the trotting front, there was a lot of stars stepping out. Queen Alida, who took all before her last season. Alderman Stride, who's on the comeback. Bengals, just a bit touchy. Even LJK Phoenix stepped out. So there was a lot to take in. The question that I want to pose to you. Do you think there's any chance that we'll see any of these big-name Victorians heading our way later in the year?
2: Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it seems an odd time for all of these stars to to be rolling out with a quieter time in Victoria throughout the winter. So, you would expect that some of them would have to target Queensland. I know the APG races are around at the moment, and then there's a few other races for open-class horses like Mildura, and then this, the Easter Cup as well next week in Tassie. But I think aside from that, there's there's not a great deal around throughout the winter period. So you would expect if they're starting to rev up that they would have to look to a a carnival like Queensland. By all reports, there's probably unlikelihood at this stage that any of the Emma Stewart, Clayton Tonkin horses are targeting Queensland. But then again, uh, if they come through the APG series so well and there's not a great deal around for them, well... I don't see why they wouldn't press on. So I'm crossing my fingers uh, that several of them will decide to make Queensland a target, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And No doubt they're all looking to get through those features that they're targeted towards in the next month or so, and then they'll go back to the drawing board.
1: Act Now was able to beat ladies in red in that trial yesterday. Over 2,240 metres, 59.3 last mile and 57. 57-1. They finished off in 26-6. Just from a rising sun viewpoint, would you be making it a priority to make contact with Emma Stewart to say, either or act now, or ladies in red? Ladies in red, probably more so.
2: Oh, absolutely! I think uh, we'd be silly to not target these high-quality horses. We know how good they are, and Emma Stewart certainly had success at the Winter Carnival in the past. We haven't seen her for a few seasons now, but. I'll definitely be making the approach. And, uh, I mean, for, for ladies in red, we know that the preferential system will mean that she will draw well. Uh, but up now, he's so good. And I think he's probably just a better horse over a longer trip. So the 2,100 metres as opposed to the miles that the chariots are firing and the qualifiers, where I think will suit him a lot better. So either uh, either, I think we'd be pretty happy to get one of those two horses in the Rising Sun. They'd certainly add a great deal.
1: OK, and just the notable omission from that trial session yesterday, Melton was catch a wave. He was nominated, but they scratched him. They're looking at trialling him next week, just giving him that extra week. And he's another one that you could easily throw into the mix for a
2: rising sun. Absolutely. I think the understanding is that he isn't going to target Queensland, but... Again, for him, he's had a pretty quiet back end of last year and, and earlier this year as well. Of course, he missed the Vic Bread and then he missed the New South Wales Derby. So if he's up and rolling, there's so much prize money on offer for the three-year-olds over the carnival. I'm sure that they would consider it.
1: Okay, well, there's a lot to look forward to. I know it's early in the fields are have only just been released in the last 24 hours. But for our listeners, does anything jump off the page for you over the next couple of days?
2: Yeah, looking forward to Saturday night Menangle card. Their feature is a golden Easter egg for the three-year-old fillies, and she's short, but I think Steno will, will get the job done there. A really nice group of fillies, though, and quite a few that have the potential to target Queensland. I know Steno is one of them. For me if she can perform well and not to be denied is a filly that i have a lot of time for and i think that she's getting better and better all the time and she was very well looked after as a two-year-old so she could be another that may well be a, a potential winter carnival player as she had a quieter start to this season so i'll go with steno but looking towards that race as well when it comes to uh, our winter
1: okay so that is race six on saturday night Horse number two, Steno, coming through in that feature event there. Brittany, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll uh, catch up again next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Brittany Graham joining us. So Steno is the one for her coming through on Saturday night at Menangle And uh, as Brittany outlined, uh, more than likely that we'll be seeing this filly headed our way for a shot at races like the Queensland and Southeast Oaks. I'm just having a quick look. Her uh, prices are up with Tab and she's seventy right now. So... If you're keen to follow in with Brittany, seventy might represent value. She could start even shorter coming through. Early scratching from that race on Saturday night is Madrid. A very, very well-credentialed filly from the stables of Jared Alchin. I did place a call to Jared. He said there's nothing amiss with the filly, but they do have that APG series coming up for her in the next week. So they're going to concentrate on that rather than start her this weekend. So there's nothing amiss. She'll be stepping out within the next couple of uh, days. Uh, after a Saturday night. So we look forward to that. Yesterday, we spoke with Hayden Barnes. We are talking about North New Hustler and how impressive he was last uh, Friday afternoon. He stopped the clock at one five. He was razor sharp and he looked really good. There was only one horse, Steve, in that race that made ground and actually made the sectionals really jump off and, and smack you in the face. And that horse in question was Star Galleria. Now we've got another free-for-all Set down for decision this Friday afternoon. It comes through as race nine like it was last Friday afternoon. And we've got Star Galleria and Northview Hustler going head to head once again. But the barrier draw was conducted last night and it favours Star Galleria. Now, he's only had the four local runs. He's won two of those four starts. Both times when he's won, he's been able to lead. And he draws the lead here on Friday afternoon. Northview Hustler, on the other hand, has to overcome gate number three. He was super impressive last week, but it's likely that he'll probably have to race outside of Star Galleria, turn it up, the other big horse in that field. He's come up with a tricky draw, the inside of the second row. I wanted to find out more about Star Galleria. Ricky Thurlow, he's about to join us now and he's online with us. Ricky, good morning.
3: Good morning, Chris.
1: What do we make of this race on Friday afternoon? It promises to be a very exciting clash.
3: Yeah, yeah, it does, uh, especially with the barrier draw. Um, As you said, Northview Hustler couldn't have been more impressive last week. Um, First run for the new stable. Um, Yeah, he ran good time. Um, But uh, Star Galleria, you know, he had a bad draw, so I took him back. And, um, yeah, he did make good ground late wide on the track, and uh, I was quite happy with his run. Yeah, sectionally,
1: he couldn't have have done any more. He was just awesome on the clock.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was good. He felt good in the run. You know, he he came out when I wanted him to go, and and um, you know he ran up the straight good. The only horses that that sort of beat him through for placings were ones that followed the fence. Um, you know, I'm quite happy with the way the horse is progressing. You know, he's drawn well Friday, and um, you know, the, hopefully the the tables will be turned this week. Just looking at it, four runs so far for Star
1: Galleria in Queensland, the two victories and the two defeats. Both times where he's tasted defeat, he's had second-row draws. So when he's in front, he's almost unbeatable. Is that a fair comment? Um,
3: well, I think he's... Uh, well, it shows up here that once he's led, he's um, you know hard to beat, obviously. Um, you know, it, he had to sit outside, uh, turn it up there one night at Redcliffe um, off a bad draw, and... Um, you know, there's not a hell of a lot between probably three or four of these top horses in, in the free-for-all grade, you know. It just to, it comes down to whoever draws good on the night, um, you know, and, and that's pretty much how it plays out. Um, fortunately for me, um, the draws favoured me on Friday um, and hopefully we get the result. Okay. Do you think Northview Hustler could sit outside Star Galleria
1: and, and, and overpowering?
3: Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I am not sure i I, the way he went last week, you know, he was, he was very impressive, um, you know, but I wouldn't swap my horse for anything. And, you know, he's going to have to sit outside me Friday. Um, you know, if he sits outside me and beats me, well, good luck to him. Yeah,
1: okay. Do we look at uh, some of these upcoming features? Is a, a, a reclift Cup, is that a, a logical target for Star Galleria? Are you starting to plot apart towards the Tab Constellation
3: features? Yeah, more so um, looking towards the Redcliffe Cup, um, flashing red, you know, them um, standing start races for him. Uh, I think, um, you know, depending on how he's going at the time, you know, he's um, I'm not going to over-race him leading into um, the carnival, um, you know, and if, if he's going well at the time and he warrants a run, well, you know, I, I might put him in one of those races, but with the of horses that are going to come up from um from sydney i i think um he'd probably be better off heading towards the flashing red and and um, the red cliff cup
1: okay uh just on the track last week it was our first meeting back you were there driving on the on the service how did you find it
3: yeah very good very good i was uh i didn't get a chance to go into any of the workouts um and i i Thought the track would be a little loose before I got there, but, um, yeah, the track was perfect. And to be quite honest, um, if the track stayed like that every week, every week that we we rock up there, uh, I'm sure not only myself, but uh, everybody with horses would be quite happy.
1: Okay. Well, that's a, a good report there. One of the other runners for you this Friday at this Metro meeting is Pembroke's Passion. We've seen him here previously, but he returns to Queensland. He comes up with gate two in the final race. It's race 10 Friday afternoon. What are the expectations with Pembroke's Passion?
3: Uh, there's no great uh, expectations with him. I'm, I'm expecting a forward show this Friday. He's got a good draw, so uh, I'll, I'll be utilising that. Um, you know, and, and hopefully that... Um, He's got good gate speed and I'm hoping that uh, he can try for an all-the-way win.
1: Okay. And earlier in the program, you've got dual representation in races two and three. Race two, this race for the Maze, you've got American Flyer and Spirited Bell. Were you happy with Spirited Bell last time out?
3: Yeah, I was, actually. Um, she's She she was coming off two runs at Redcliffe, which she didn't really handle the track too well. Um, you know, she drew inside the back row and... Uh, Pete Horse got got the lead and run good times in front and uh, she came out and and hit the line good even though she was beaten ten or twelve metres. Um but I was happy the way she hit the line. Um, you know, she's got a similar draw this week. And, you know, the way the race looks, you know, there'll be a bit of speed early. Um, you know, and I think she'll be hard to beat. Mm, it's a fair field though when you've got talent to spare and Jasper lining up against you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're out wide. They'll go they'll probably be in front of me. Uh, which is not ideal, but um, you know she she'll she won't um, disgrace herself. That's for sure.
1: Okay, and in that third race you've got Falcons and the General. Uh, this is a good quality money race as far as the quality is concerned. They've got sticky draws, haven't they? Falcon six and the General the inside of the second row.
3: Yeah, and it looks uh, like um, Pete Pete's got three horses in there, and they'll probably be one, two, three along the fence. Um, you know, so that's going to make it hard to beat, and they're nice horses. Um, Falcon's got a pretty rough draw, drawn six. He'll have to go back, but uh, I was quite happy with his run last week, um, first time he's raced uh, in a metro race up here. Um, you know, they went quick time, and, and he made ground off the track. Um, so he's one horse that uh, when he does get a, a decent draw, um, I think he'll be right right amongst the money
0: yeah
1: I think that's a fair
3: call because he looks like he's got good speed yeah yeah he's he's deceivingly quick actually um and I didn't have any ex- expectations when he when he arrived up here and um you know he he surprised me with how much speed he does have 'cause he he's very casual at home and um but when he gets to the races, you know given the right run um he has shown good speed but um unfortunately a sticky draw on Friday, but um you know he'll go around and and when he does draw an alley, um, you know, he'll be very hard to beat.
1: All right. Well, we'll, we'll be watching with interest uh, with all of those runners on Friday, in particular with that pre-brawl with Star Galleria drawn in gate number two. Tab Constellations not that far away. Ricky, do you expect more horses to start arriving from the from the Sydney base to your base?
3: Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there'll be quite a few uh, coming up um, around June. So I'm not, uh, I don't think there'll be quite as many as last year. Um, that come up from um, down south. But, um, you yeah, know, I think there's about 10 coming up. So uh, most of them will be free-for-allers and, you know, a couple, couple of three-year-olds and and one or two four-year-olds. So, um, yeah, but it won't be long until they'll be here and get to see some good racing. Yeah, busy time
1: and an exciting time. Ricky, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you at on Friday.
3: Thanks, Chris. Any-
1: There's Ricky Thurlow joining us. So uh, we look forward to that free-for-all. That should be a really good clash there. Star Galleria, once he leads, he he proves uh, impossible to get around. And that's that's the case here in Queensland. He's won the two races. Both times he's been in front. He was super on the clock last week. Let's get the thoughts of Darren Clayton. He's about to join us. We'll look at Marburg in just a moment. But just an early thought on this free-for-all. Darren, good morning.
0: Just waiting for Darren to join us. I know Marburg's one of his favourite tracks to bet at, Chris. Uh, we know it's a, a huge advantage, isn't it? When you when you can find the top early uh, in a race, I notice a lot of those horses that sit behind the leader often don't get out until very late. But Darren's with us now.
1: Darren,
4: good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are we today?
1: Very well, very well. Your early thoughts on the free for all for Friday afternoon? Yeah, it's I don't
4: know whether it's a good thing or not, Chris, but. it, it it's really turning into a into a situation where if, if you lead, you win in these free-for-alls. Um, we certainly up on the speed and certainly seems to fall in the favour of Star Galleria this week. Mind you, that effort of Northview Hustler on Friday was really strong. He um, moved around to sit parked, and then when Tommy Lincoln was still out there three wide, Hayden Barth elected to push on and get to the front, and once he was there, he was never... Um, I didn't... He never appeared in any danger and wasn't. It wasn't the case when uh, the way I assessed the race but uh, he's certainly going good it, He's Northview hustler off the back of that. Um, you know those horses that are drawn back in the pack they're certainly going to make uh, it's going to be hard for them. You've got a horse like turn it up if he had a drawn sort of somewhere on the front line he certainly opens it up to, to getting across and really having a good shot we know how good he is out of the gate. so it'll be interesting here Star Galleria. Was one spot closer than Northview Hustler. Um, can Northview Hustler repeat his effort of last week? Well, uh, it certainly sets up for him to, to have a good crack at it anyway. And you'd expect him to be outside Star Galleria in the early stages. And um, I couldn't foresee Ricky Thurlow handing up this time as uh, Black dance did last week, but Black Sedance was fresh up there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very good contest. 2138 metres this week, last week at a mile. So uh, again, that just adds that extra element to this race on Friday.
4: Yeah, it certainly does, and um, it's probably not going to cop the, the mid-race pressure that was there with Tommy Lincoln drawn wide again. I, you wouldn't think he would go forward the way he did there last week, so he's likely to go back. You've got Deus Ex drawn in gate five, sort of a tricky spot for him where he ends up, so um, you know, it, it certainly sets up well, and Jack Butler stable just keeps seeming to get stronger and stronger.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, that's all in front of us on Friday. Steve mentioned earlier, looking at the tab turnover of the past month would be an interesting uh, little, you know, observation to be uh, carried out because uh, just with how things have played out with the the, the flood damage to Albion Park, Reckliffe and Marburg have taken on uh, all of the extra workload uh, with Albion Park being out of action. So it'll be interesting to see how the tab figures stand up. We go. Harness racing today at Marburg. Eight of M's, 12.55 start time for race number one. The Quaddy, the main Quaddy on the last four races, five, six, seven, and eight. And the early Quaddy on races one, two, three, and four. Have you got a good thing for today's program? Yeah, I thought there was a couple there that I
4: liked today, Chris. And the, the first of those comes up in race two, and it's horse number seven, uh, Miss Strepo. Um, forget her only run at Marburg. She was drawn out in gate nine, wide off the track the whole way really didn't suit her. Um, there's an early scratching, so she gets the, the sole use of the second line. So Pete McMullen can can choose where he ends up there soon after the start. And there looks a good bit of front line speed there. And uh, with that in mind, Miss Strepo, she bounced back with a Redcliffe win last start. I think she can go again. So race two, number seven, Miss streppo is my best
1: of the day. Okay, currently 3.20 with Tab, fixed prize. What were the other ones that you were keen on today?
4: Yeah, the other one is in the next race, Tearaway Durham. and again, another number seven. This guy um, was the last start Albion Park winner where he where he boomed home over the top off a off a really hot speed early. Looks another race where it's going to be a good bit of pressure generated. Um, looking at, um, from the perspective of horses that get around Marburg and handle it, this guy's a three-time winner at Marburg. None of the other horses in the race can boast a marburg victory good as it gets also a last start albion park winner does have a placing there but he's going to have to be working pretty hard from out in gate four so i think it sets up perfectly for taraway diamond to follow through and then and then um work home off the hot speed again so race three number seven taraway diamond and if you're looking for another one um again uh, it's going to come up short, but in the last, I'm a beach babe thought this race looked perfect for her. Already uh, firmed in in the market into red figures now, so we might have missed the boat, but uh, uh, certainly keen on her chances as well.
1: Okay, well, just uh, going back to Tearway Diamond, race three, number seven. He's currently at 4.20, and I'm a beach babe, as you said, uh, the money keeps coming for it. It's now $1.85. So they're the good things for Darren Clayton. Throw some numbers at us for today's quaddie.
4: Yeah, so the first leg race five, we've uh, got LJ on top. Again, another one that's probably a bit of money's already come for it. Looks a racing two, I thought, between LJ who either gets to the front or can sit outside the leader. And number seven... Uh, left in the wind, a last start Redcliffe winner. So um, she might just find a little bit of traffic there. We are left in the wind, but I thought it comes down between three and seven. The second leg race, six, I've got number two, Scooby, on top. Uh, I thought he gets an opportunity here to find the front. He was a winner a couple of runs back at Redcliffe, was crossed early and then went out for a retake. Uh, teacher's pet, probably the main danger, but it's going to be locked away. Um... Just where she ends up in the run from inside that second line is all important. Um, Nathan Dawson, though, he's on. He's got five from five driving this man. So if he can weave a bit of his magic, uh, she's in it. And number seven, Darby Brights won't be far away either. The third leg, race seven, I've got number nine, K. Nora Shannon on top. I think this is a race where she can work home over the top, like she did two runs back, was back in the pack and just came with one charge over the top. Uh just being number one, Joymaker, who gets the draw. And number five, what an optimist. He can do the work if need be and get forward, um, which, you know, up outside the lead or on the front end is always a good place to be at Marburg. So numbers one five and nine in the third leg and quite happy to bring it home with number one on beach babe like we mentioned the money's already come for her but it does certainly look to fall right in her favor from gate one good gate speed
1: man leader peter on
4: he can just do his thing in front
1: okay so repeating those quality numbers for today first leg three and seven second leg two six and seven third leg one five and nine and we bring it home with number one so Uh, eighteen dollars for a grand total there. Hundred percent of the dividend.
4: That's it. Three by three by two.
1: Right, that's all good. And repeating your best bets: race two, number seven, Miss Strepo; race three, number seven, Terraway Diamond. And in the last, we can come home with a winner there in race eight, number one, I'm a Beach Babe. One thing that I wanted to mention with you this morning: I I I did the trials between the races yesterday, and a horse that was able to score there, I thought it was very aptly named, and it was probably only a matter of time before we saw a horse with this sort of name. It's by a sports rider, and it was named Craddock.
4: Yeah, I did see that. Um, it's uh, trained by Graeme Dwyer too. He won his trial, so yeah, it's good. And aptly named because Crash is such a, an avid follower and lover of the trots. You quite often see him down there uh, the first couple of races of Saturday night enjoying a, a little quiet beer before he sneaks home.
1: Yeah, well, he was out at Marburg the other week, too, so uh, my spies tell me. So he gets around all the tracks, Rickliffe, uh, Marburg and Albion Park, but it was only a matter of time, I thought, before we'd see a name, uh, a horse carrying his name. And, of course, uh, being by a sports rider, we've got the other one here that Darren Ebbett trains in, in Waitley. So those guys work closely together. So uh, maybe in time to come, they might go up against one another, Waitley and Craddock, so we'll see he's got the, the bragging rights there in time to come. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck today, and we'll be chatting on Friday morning when we do a a preview for the Albion Park Metro meeting.
4: Yeah, look to, to getting another another meeting back there on the Friday. So, and just with your turnover mentioning too, Chris, just it will be interesting today. It's not often we get a Wednesday afternoon meeting in those uh, thoroughbred time slots as well. So that'll be keen viewing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's Darren Clayton joining us. He'll be back on air with us on Friday morning when we go through that Big Ten race program. Feature racing on Friday afternoon at Albion Park with those two trotting features, the Owl Over and Over Marathon and also the Jim McNeil Memorial Trotting Championship Final. So we look forward to that and that free-for-all race nine should be a ripper. So, Steve, that is uh, mobile rolling for this Wednesday morning. Uh, just some uh, news coming through that I wanted to mention with you as well. I uh, mentioned those trials, so Catchaway definitely goes around next week. And uh, don't be surprised uh, if there's some news coming out of Sydney next week as well. But uh, we'll keep a, an ear to the ground on that and we'll see if there's anything forthcoming. But uh, we'll we'll have more coming through no, tomorrow. I mate.
0: don't like these teasers. You have me thinking, you know, you've got to give us something. But anyway, uh, um, wait and see. We'll wait. Okay. Wait and see. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Dave.